What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hey, y'all, this is Abby Wilson. I have the privilege of serving as Director of Guest Services at New Vision. I am so glad you're joining us today. Whether you've been listening to our podcast for a long time, or maybe this is your first time, we're glad that you're joining in. If this is your first time, I kind of want to give you some background information. The way that this podcast works is we walk through Scripture um, together. A lot of times it lines up with a sermon series that we're currently doing. Sometimes it doesn't, um, but this time it happens It happens to do so. We're currently going through the books of First and Second Samuel um, at New Vision. You can always go and check out the sermons online at newvisionlife.com. Um, but this podcast is going verse by verse where we don't necessarily have time to do that. Um, for the weekend services, we do have time to kind of go through, like I said, verse by verse and and dissect and talk about what the scripture means as we continue on through this series. So um, this this is going to get us all the way to the Christmas season. But this is, again, this is first and second Samuel that we're walking through. The way that this podcast works is we're going to read scripture together and I'm going to give you a couple notes um, today, actually, we've got a lot of scripture to get through, so there's several notes. Um, today, I'm going to be reading all of First Samuel chapter 15. With, that's 35 verses that we've got to get through, and there is a ton packed in here. So um, you're welcome to listen along, read along. And again, we've actually already had this sermon at New Vision. So if you want to go back and, and check out newvisionlife.com and click on sermons, you can go back and see Pastor Brady preach about the scripture that we're going through um, for that original context and content. Um, but I'm going to read it all and give you some of my thoughts also. So again, this is First Samuel chapter 15, all of chapter 15, which is 35 verses. So let's start out in verse number one. And Samuel said to Saul, the Lord sent me to anoint you king over his people Israel. Now, therefore, listen to the words of the Lord. Thus says the Lord of hosts, I have noted what Amalek did to Israel in opposing them on the way when they came out of Egypt. Now go and strike Amalek and devote to destruction all that they have. Do not spare them, but kill them both, man and woman, child and infant, ox and sheep, camel and donkey. So Saul summoned the people and numbered them in Telaim, 200,000 men on foot and 10,000 men of Judah. And Saul came to the city of Amalek and lay in wait in the valley. Then Saul said to the Kenites, Go depart, go down from among the Amalekites, lest I destroy you with them. For you showed kindness to all the people of Israel when they came up out of out of Egypt. So the Kenites departed from among the Amalekites. And Saul defeated the Amalekites from Havilah as far as Shur, which is east of Egypt. And he took Agag, the king of the Amalekites, alive and devoted to destruction all the people with the edge of the sword. But Saul and the people spared Agag and the best of the sheep and of the oxen and of the fattened calves and the lambs and all that was good and would not utterly destroy them. All that was despised and worthless, they devoted to destruction. Verse 10. The word of the Lord came to Samuel. I regret that I have made Saul king, for he has turned back from following me and has not performed my commandments. And Samuel was angry, and he cried to the Lord all night. And Samuel rose early to meet Saul in the morning. And it was told, and it was told Samuel, 
Saul came to Carmel, and behold, he set up a monument for himself, and turned and passed on, and went down to Gilgal. And Samuel came to Saul, and Saul said to him, Blessed be you to the Lord, I have performed the commandment of the Lord. And Samuel said, What then is this bleeding of the sheep in my ears, and the lowing of the oxen that I hear? Saul said, They have brought them from the Amalekites, for the people spared the best of the sheep and of the oxen to sacrifice to the Lord your God, and the rest we have devoted to destruction. Then Samuel said to Saul, Stop, I will tell you what the Lord said to me this night. And he said to him, speak. And Samuel said, though you are little in your own eyes, you are not the head. Are you not the head of the tribes of Israel? The Lord anointed you king over Israel and the Lord sent you on a mission and said, go devote to destruction, the sinners, the Amalekites and fight against them until they are consumed. Why then did you not obey the voice of the Lord? Why did you pounce on the spoil and do what was evil in the sight of the Lord? And Saul said to Samuel, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord. I have gone on the mission on which the Lord sent me. I have brought Agag, the king of Amalek, and I have devoted the Amalekites to destruction. But the people took of the spoil, sheep and oxen, the best of the things devoted to destruction, to sacrifice to the Lord your God in Gilgal. And Samuel said, Has the Lord as great a delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to listen better than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of divination and presumption is as inequity and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has also rejected you from being king." Verse 24, Saul said to Samuel, I have sinned for I have transgressed the commandment of the Lord and your words because I feared the people and obeyed their voice. Now, therefore, please pardon my sin and return with me that I may bow before the Lord. And Samuel said to Saul, I will not return with you for you have rejected the word of the Lord and the Lord has rejected you from being king over Israel. As Samuel turned to go away, Saul seized the skirt of his robe and it tore. And Samuel said to him, the Lord has torn the kingdom of Israel from you this day and has given it to a neighbor of yours who is better than you. And also the glory of Israel will not lie or have regret for he is not a man that he should have regret. Then he said, I have sinned, yet honor me now before the elders of my people and before Israel and return with me that I might bow before the Lord your God. So Samuel turned back after Saul and Saul bowed before the Lord. Then Samuel said, bring here to me Agag, the king of the Amalekites. And Agag came to him cheerfully. Agag said, surely the bitterness of death is past. And Samuel said, as your sword has made women childless, so your mother shall be childless among women. And Samuel hacked Agag to pieces before the Lord in Gilgal. Then Samuel went to Ramah and Saul went up to his house in Gilba of Saul. And Samuel did not see Saul again until the day of his death. But Samuel grieved over Saul, and the Lord regretted that he had made Saul king over Israel. So this is all of chapter 15. Again, this is a lot of scripture. So I would encourage you to go back and read through it yourself and and dig in and maybe read along. That sometimes helps me as if I'm listening and reading scripture at the same time. So we're going to kind of go through. I'm going to go quickly because there's a lot, a lot in here. But there are a a few points that I want to make, and I'm going to go through this quickly so we can try and get through it. So if we go back to verse number three, um, the the command of the Lord was go and strike Amalek and devote to destruction all that they have. 
Do not spare them, but kill both man and woman, child and infant, ox and sheep, camel and donkey. So we hear this and can think, man, that is harsh. Like everything is going to be destroyed, even even infants, even children um, who who are helpless. But remember that this culture of the Amalekites was wicked. These children were going to be raised in a wicked, um, sinful, evil culture. And so to prevent that, to prevent another generation being raised in wickedness, this destruction happens. That is what the Lord is commanding through through this, um, is a destruction of a wicked community, a wicked culture, a wicked nation. That way it cannot be passed on as a generational curse. Um, and then we're going to look on down into verses 8 and 9. Sorry, real quick, I just want to say, I know that that, I don't want to glass over that, that 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 does seem harsh maybe in our eyes, um, but we can also trust that the Lord is good um, and the Lord's ways and the Lord's plans are better than our own. Um, and that is what we are called to do is to do the work of the Lord and to walk in his will. Um, so I don't want to gloss over that and say that that in in our world, that that doesn't sound harsh because it does. I recognize that also, but I also recognize that God's plans and God what God's ways are greater than my own. Um, so looking on down into verse eight and nine, um, we see that that Saul does lead them and they do um, they do the will of the Lord, except <laughs> there's a comma and an except there. And in verses eight and nine, we say that they, we see that they took Agag alive. They spared Agag and the best of the animals listed. So they were, they were doing what God commanded, but not all the way. So in not doing it all the way, that is going against the command of God. And because of that, we see down in verse 11 that God is speaking to Samuel and saying, I regret that I have made Saul king. Now, I want to make sure that you hear what I said, that you heard what the Lord said also to Samuel. I regret what God didn't say was I made a mistake because a mistake is a misguided. I looked it up, the actual definition. A mistake is a misguided or a wrong action. God doesn't make mistakes. God doesn't do wrong actions. What he did say is I regret, which the definition of a regret is a feeling is feeling disappointed over something. Um, maybe something didn't go as planned. And so there is a disappointment for that. I know Pastor Brady, when he preached on this, this, this text, he used the word there, the Lord was sorrowful over making Saul king. So there is a difference in a mistake and a regret. Remember, the Lord does not make mistakes, but it's okay to be disappointed when things don't go because people have free will. So now moving on down into verse 13, where we see that um, Samuel is kind of calling Saul out and saying, you know, I've seen what you've done. I'm hearing, <laughs> I can hear the animals after the command of the Lord was to destroy everything. And so in verse 13, when Samuel comes to Saul, Saul says to him, I have performed the commandment of the Lord. Well, partially, partially he fulfilled it, which means that he didn't fulfill it completely. And then on into 15, um, Saul says they have brought them from the, talking about the animals from the Amalekites for the people spared the best of the sheep, 
they list the animals there, to sacrifice to the Lord your God. Well, if you look back, remember in verse nine, when it talks about um, that that Saul and the people spared Agag and the best of the sheep and the oxen and the fattened calves and the lambs and all that was good, there was nothing in there that talked about using those as a sacrifice to the Lord. It was just a way to cover up what they had had done. Again, this was against what the Lord commanded. And so Samuel speaks to that. We see that in verses um, 21 and 22. Um, Well, we see that in verse 22, Samuel speaks to that. But in verse 21, Saul says something interesting. He says, the people took of the spoil, sheep and oxen, the best of the things devoted to destruction, um, to sacrifice. The people did it. Not I did it the people did it. So there is deferred blame there. And, you know, we've seen this since the original sin of Eve eating of the tree that they were um, told not to in the garden. So, so Adam, when, when God questioned Adam about this, Adam blamed Eve, well, the woman, and then Eve blamed the serpent, well, the serpent. So again, it is this deferred blame. You know, I've got a son. Um, I use him often as an example here. He's six years old. And something that we say to him often because um, he does this. He says, well, you or well, so-and-so and tries to defer blame on his actions. And something that my husband and I say often is Sawyer, which is our son, who can you control? You can control your actions. You might not be able to control others' actions and what others say and think, but you control yourself. You control your actions. You control what you do. And Saul, as the leader, the king of this nation of Israel, Saul is who controlled what happened. And he did not He did not do what was right in the eyes of the Lord here. He was the one in control here. And so we see Samuel call this out. Um, and say, even if that's what it was for, even if even if you were saving it um, to be this offering for the Lord, is obedience not worth more than a sacrifice? Well, of course it is. Of course it is. And actually, in just saying that out loud and in thinking through this later on, as we see Jesus. Jesus makes the ultimate sacrifice to us where we don't have to make these sacrifices anymore, but we are still called to lead a life of obedience. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Moving on down into verses 24 and 25, we see Saul to backpedal. He's starting to backpedal and he, he has some regret. He says, I have sinned for I have transgressed the commandment of the Lord and your words because I feared the people and I obeyed their 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 voice instead. And he says, please pardon my sin and return with me that I can bow before the Lord. He's backpedaling. There's regret. He knows, uh-oh, something's going to happen here. You know, I, I can sense that, that this isn't going to go my way where he thought he was going to be exalted. Now he's realizing, oh, I might get cut down for this. And then in verse down on into verse 30, he starts saving face. He says, um, then he said, I have sinned, yet honor me now before the elders of my people and before Israel and return with me that I may bow before the Lord your God. And we saw this actually several times throughout this scripture. If you go back and and read through and kind of really pay attention to the way that the words are used, he says it here in verse 30, the Lord your God. He says it um, back in verse 21, to sacrifice to the Lord your God. 
it makes me think that Saul is not recognizing who God is in his own life. He is seeing the Lord God as Samuel's God, but not as his own, not as his own Lord, not as the own, not as his own Lord over his life. And so there, there's a disconnect then of the authority because he's not recognizing who God is in his life. There is a disconnect where I don't necessarily have to obey the authority that is being put in front of me because he is not the Lord of my life. I just wonder if that's kind of what Saul, how Saul was viewing God since, since several times throughout the scripture, again, he, he indicated the Lord, your God, not the Lord, my God, or the Lord, our God. Um, so in all that to say, and then we, we go on in the scripture and see that Samuel then fulfilled, um, the command of the Lord because he killed Agag where Agag kind of thought he was off the hook (laughs) that he was, he had been spared from death. Um, Samuel finished out the commandment that the Lord gave. And we end the scripture um, kind of on, I mean, it's on a sad note where it says, and the Lord regretted that he had made Saul king over Israel. And that's where we end in, in chapter 15. So today to you, I know you can be like, what on earth? What can I take from this? This is, you know, kind of a depressing scripture. And what can I do? Do the will of the Lord and don't do the will of the Lord halfway. Don't do the will of the Lord partially with with self-glory and recognition thrown in there where you're building altars to yourself, where you're going out to others and saying, look, I've done it. Look what we've done. Do the will of the Lord all the way. And that might not be comfortable. And that might not keep you where you currently are. But again, as we saw in verse 22, behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. Obedience in the Lord is what he is asking of you to obey him, which means that you are trusting in him and you are loving him and you are recognizing him as the Lord and Savior over your life. So that's something to think about today. Where do you place the Lord in your life? How do you view him? Do you view him kind of as someone that's just telling you what to do and you, you're going to kind of walk that way, but also if there are other things that are brighter or shinier that catch your attention, you might go that way. Or do you have him in his proper place above all, seated on his throne in your life? And are you giving him the praise and the glory and the honor that he deserves? Again, I know that this was kind of a hard scripture to get through. I hope that you've stuck with it. And I really hope that you'll join us back tomorrow as we continue on. Again, this is just a great way. If you are, a, if you attend New Vision, this is a great way to supplement the sermon series that we're going through and dig in further. If you're not, this is a great way just to study scripture and to be in the word and to learn, learn better who God is. So I'm so glad that you're joining us today. Again, I hope that you will join us tomorrow as we continue our podcast. Y'all have a great day. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.